Thank you for taking time to listen to our service. We're happy you've joined us today. Visit NBCOcala.com to find out more about who we are as a ministry or get information about upcoming events. There you can also discover all the convenient ways to partner with us financially. Thanks again for joining us. Enjoy the service. Amen. Will you help me welcome our online campus? And over at the East Campus today, we've got our dream teams and all of our East teams are over there. They're running through things, setting up, going through worship, and then watching service with us. So will you welcome our East Campus dream team? God bless you guys. So thankful for you. Proud of you. Amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. Two weeks from today, we have what we're calling a soft launch over at the Riley Arts Center, and uh, all are invited to that. And so um, certainly some of you want to do that. We're real thankful for all of those that are already a, a part of the Dream Team and, and uh, attending over there. I've had a number of people say, well, I'm, I'm real interested and real excited about what's going over at the East Campus, but I'm still coming here. And, and, and that is fine. That's absolutely fine. Just make sure that you've prayed about that and it's not just a comfort thing because I'm telling you what, something super exciting and rewarding will be taking place over there. Uh, and so uh, pray about, you know, if you're to be a part of that. And uh, we're thrilled about that. And then three weeks from today will be the official launch of our East Campus. And uh, all things are coming together. And will you do this? Because we're also in 29 days of prayer. We have, I think, 22 days left of prayer. You can go online or on our social media. And you can find our points of prayer and our scriptures that we're praying together every day. And would you all please, every day, pray uh, coming up for the launch of the East Campus. Because it's not by might. It's not by power. It's not by being fully funded or having the teams and equipment. It's by the hand and breath of God that this will work, okay? And so we want to call out to heaven, God help us. We believe you led us to do this, and we want to, we want to be a part of, of reaching people for Jesus because people need the Lord. Y'all didn't hear me. People need the Lord. And uh, our community is growing, and there's a vast amount of our community not involved in church in any way. And uh, we want to just make it a little easier for some folks to go to church. And so exciting days ahead. Amen? Amen. All right. And then Tuesday, everybody say Tuesday. Tuesday. You know what Tuesday is? Taco Tuesday. (laughs) No, that's not what it is. Tuesday, it is, but Tuesday is primary day. And so we're not a political church, but we do value our vote. And we do vote our values. And it is important. So value your vote in this. You have a vote. Blood was shed, literally, so you have the right to vote. Don't just, well, I'm not interested or it's confusing or whatever else, and don't opt out. Make sure that you vote. And Tuesday is the primary. And then we vote our values, okay? We vote our values. And uh, do not buy into all that the media would tell you. If you just listen to the media, you would think that there are no Christians left and our values don't matter. And I'm telling you what, if you could really hear the voice of the people across the whole land, majority of people believe in the good, good things that we believe. Amen. And so it depends largely on who's holding the microphone and who's holding the, the uh, camera. And it can give a wrong kind of perspective to everybody else. So I'm telling you what, stand tall, vote your values. Amen. Well, all that being said, we have a few candidates. Uh, we've had some candidates in all services today, and uh, I want to take a moment and have them stand up. And so if you're running for office locally, if you'll just go ahead and stand up, we want to welcome you today. All right. Good deal. 
Please give us your name. All right. Thank you all for being here. And I say this seriously, too. Thank you for being brave enough to step out and do this. Seriously. Because we're such, you got to be brave. You have to be brave to do this. And in a, a world of social media gone awry, you know, anybody can say whatever they want to say. And, um, and, and you have values and you feel a sense of urgency and, and purpose to do this. So I commend you for doing that. Candidates will be around after service if you want to get them and ask them some questions or whatever. And uh, remember, value your vote and vote your values. Amen? Well, shall we get into the Word today? Let's do it. Everybody say it. God will make a way. Say it like you really mean it. God will make a way. Say it like you're, you're wanting somebody to believe you. God will make a way. Amen. Do you, do you know this? I tell myself that sometimes. Sometimes you have to tell yourself, all right, God will make a way. God will make a way. Sometimes you have to tell your spouse. You have to tell your friends. You have to tell your, your staff, your neighbor, what God, God will make a way. And I just believe that about God, that God is able to make a way. God has unlimited resources, and God has a way to make a way for you. We've kind of used the whole illustration of being on a journey, God making a way on our journey. I wish I could tell you differently, but how many of you know that the road is not always smooth, nor is the road always straight? And so there's bumps, and there's potholes, and there's delays, and there's detours, and there's crazy other drivers. And then sometimes we take a wrong turn. Very few things I let really bother me. That bothers me when I make a wrong turn. A couple of years ago, I was in Dallas in traffic. It's the same word in the Greek, Dallas, traffic. And, and I'm listening to Siri. How I many of you know Siri doesn't always get it right? And so that court case is still pending. No, I'm, t- I'm teasing. But all of a sudden, Siri is telling me, 600 feet, and then Siri says 30 feet, and next thing, and so I just turn, and then I missed it. Rerouting. Two things Siri will never tell you. Good job, and I'm sorry. But sometimes we end up taking a wrong turn, and you know what? One wrong turn, if you get another wrong turn, you might end up not even know where you are. And this can happen in, in our life, on our, on our journey. And that kind of represents something that I call sin, that we take a wrong turn, that we miss our exit. We get off where we should not be, and that can be the problem that is sin. But how many of you know that even with sin, God can make a way? And we'll, we'll talk about this as we go. Um, this difficult journey of life, you can either travel it with God or without God. You can have problems in life with God or without God. I highly recommend it all with God. Amen? Because he is our help. He is our strength. He is a very present help in time of need. He never leaves us. He never forsakes us. And I believe this, as I said earlier, God is good. God does good. 
God works all things together for good. Can I get an amen this morning? So I have this problem called sin. Anybody here ever heard of that? Okay, it's all of us. And sin is an archery term, and it actually means to miss the mark. To miss the mark. It's whenever we have decisions, behaviors, go in a direction that's contrary to God's ways and God's standards. And our society, our culture, tries to dismiss it, tries to minimize sin, tries to reframe it, tries to redefine sin. But here's the reality. Sin ruins, taints, poisons, hinders whatever it touches. Whenever you interject sin into any situation, it's going to sting. There's going to be something that is not quite right because of that. And further, it damages and fractures our soul. But sin can be a poison in our life that we've got to get out of our life. Amen? Thursday, um, I went, walked down to our mailbox to check the mail. And I opened up the mailbox, and I'm looking through, and there's, uh, you know, a couple bills. There's some campaign flyers from you candidates and, and, uh, and a birthday card or two for my wife because her birthday was Friday. Happy birthday. All right, and I have to tell you all, I'm dating a college girl. Let me clear that up. She's gone back to college. Okay, I just want, just want to clear that up. So uh, anyway, I'm, I'm just sorting through the mail, and I closed the mailbox, and all of a sudden, my arm is on fire. And it was like I'd been shot. I've never been shot before, but I think that's what it felt like. It was just like on fire. And I looked, and there's two or three wasps got me just... And I was going to talk to my neighbor, but I changed my mind. <laughs> on my way down, I was going to talk to them, but it's like, no. And I kind of kept my composure, and I went up to the house. It's like, oh! And I went in and washed it and checked it a little bit. And then I went to my garage. Because I have a flamethrower in the no. But I reached up on the shelf and I got my can of wasp spray that will shoot 30 feet. And I walked back down to the mailbox because I'm American, y'all. And I checked them out, and underneath the mailbox, they're making a little nest there. And there's six or seven of them underneath there. And I couldn't understand what they were talking, but they were talking. I think they were talking about me. Yeah, I got him good. Yeah, me too. So I just, from a distance, just sat there, took aim, took care of business. But... And then I knocked down their nest and stepped on it. I just, I just full, full story. That was Thursday. Today, my arm is still red. It's still a little puffy, and it's itching like all the way down the bone, you know. And I've talked to my doctor, don't worry, and I've had several of you give me some great ideas on what to do the next time. And so I pray there is no next time. So, but my point is, I want to get that out of me. I checked for the stingers and all of that, and I can't wait till that's just all out of me. And it's way, 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 way better today. You know, but my point is sin, once sin is kind of there, it is not without effect. It is not without pain. It is not without something else going on because it does not belong there. And this happens for us. 
And so in our journey, if we don't deal with sin properly, we can end up stuck. We can live lives and be just vulnerable. We can get off course. We can be fearful, insecure, bound, addicted, angry, anxious. All of these things tend to come up in our life as a result of sin that has not been dealt with properly in our lives. Unless you think I'm talking just about you being a sinner, Romans 3.23 says this, all have sinned. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. 1 John 1.8 says this, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. In Ecclesiastes 7 verse 20 in the New Living Translation, it says not a single person on earth is always good and never sins. So it's all of us. Come on, it's all of us. It's all of us. And what sin does, it separates us. It creates distance. First of all, it creates distance between us and God. It creates distance between us and other people. And it creates distance, you ready for this? It creates distance between you and you. The real you. The you that God is creating you to be and what you want to be. It creates a fracture within your soul and within, within yourself. We need help. And God will make a way. Actually, God has already made a way. God has already made a way. God sent Jesus to bring and to be a remedy for sin. Let me share some scripture. We've got a lot of scripture today. Romans six twenty three. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. God made a way. Go ahead. John 1.29, the next day John, John the Baptist, saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God, come on, read it with me, who what? Takes away the sin of the world. Jesus came as the remedy. Go ahead. 2 Corinthians 5.21, for God made Christ who never sinned, he's the only one who never sinned, to be the offering for our sin so that we could be made right with God through Christ. He took out of the way what separated us from God. Go ahead. The blood of Jesus Christ, God's son, cleanses us from all sin. Can I get an amen out of the church today? We're thankful for this. God made a way through what Jesus did. God made a way through what Jesus did. Out of his unlimited resources, he gave us his mercy. He gave us forgiveness. And I want you to know this. Forgiveness frees us. It frees us. It sets us free. And it gets us back on track. So I want to share three thoughts with you, three actions today dealing with forgiveness. And the first one would be this. Get forgiveness. Get forgiveness. And we get our forgiveness Ready, you know this, from God. Get forgiveness from God. Don't try to hide from God. You know, you trying to hide from God is like a two-year-old playing hide-and-seek from a SWAT team. It's just, it, it just won't happen. You can't hide from God. Nor should you argue with God. Nor, nor should you be defensive before God. Don't, don't do that. Just come to God and just humbly, God, you, you already know, and get forgiveness from God. 
Let's look in scripture here in Psalm 86, verse 5. For you, Lord, are good. I love this verse. For you, Lord, are good and ready to forgive and abundant in mercy to all who call upon you. Get forgiveness from God. Go ahead. Psalm 103, verse 12. As far as the east is from the west, they never join. As far as the east is from the west, so far as he removed our transgressions from us. Go ahead. Isaiah 43, 25. I, even I, am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake, and I will not remember your sins. We've all heard the saying, forgive and forget. And typically people say, I can't forgive and forget. And I read somewhere that you should just choose one then, okay? I am and I am he who blots out. Go back if you would. Back. There we go. Who blots out your transgressions for my own sake. It is not on the ledger anymore, and I will not remember your sins. Now go ahead, Isaiah 53. There we go. But he, Jesus, was wounded for our transgressions. Wounded is outward for our outward sins and transgressions. He was bruised, that's inward. He was bruised for our iniquities. That's the inside stuff that people can't see, that people don't know about what you feel and what you think in your self-talk. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord laid on him, on Jesus, the iniquity of us all. Go ahead. Proverbs 28, 13, he who covers his sins will not prosper, will not succeed, but whoever confesses and forsakes them will have mercy. And then finally, 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, if we admit it, if we say the same, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Can we get an amen for that today? Amen. Thank you, Lord. And there's so many, so many more scriptures that have this whole idea. Get forgiveness from God. And I love this. God is good and he is ready to forgive. So get forgiveness. The next would be this. Give forgiveness. Give forgiveness. And we give forgiveness, ready, to others. You give forgiveness to others. In scripture, let's look here in Ephesians chapter 4. Be kind to one another. That's a good idea. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. Notice this, be kind to one another, tender-hearted forgiving. This is not the forgiving where you, you set your jaw and you, I'll forgive you this time. <laughs> you ever let it happen. You know, that's, that's not what this is talking about. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. You Look in Colossians chapter 3, bearing with one another. The Amplified Bible says, making allowances for one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. You must forgive. Give forgiveness to other people. Well, here's the immediate pushback, and I can almost hear it. And it says, whoa, pastor, whoa, preacher, just don't make this forgiveness thing so easy because you don't know what they did to me. You don't, you don't know what happened. Well, let's look at this. You know, people say, well, you, they hurt me. They talked bad about me. They took from me. They did me wrong. They ruined this opportunity, whatever, whatever it would be. 
Well, I think it will help us to give forgiveness to others. First of all, if we find out what forgiveness is not, okay? Forgiveness is not uh, excusing what was done. Forgiveness is not minimizing what happened. Forgiveness is not saying that it is now right what they did. Get this, and I love this. Forgiveness is not letting them off the hook. Forgiveness is moving them from your hook to God's hook. Forgiveness is not weakness. Forgiveness is strength. And forgiveness is Christ-like. And because Jesus is so about forgiveness, if you're endeavoring to forgive somebody, he will meet you there. He will help you. Forgiveness is not reconciliation. Reconciliation takes two. Forgiveness just takes one. And they need not be present. You know why? Because it's really not for them. It's for you. You give yourself the gift and the freedom to forgive others. And you allow yourself to enter into what I call grudge-free living. And that is a gift and that is freedom for you. And I don't care what day it is. Amen. When I realize that, I make this a practice in my life. And I don't care what day it is and where you are. Somebody's going to tick you off. Somebody's going to do you wrong. Somebody doesn't even know you. They're careless people and they're flat out evil people. You know? And they're selfish people. And, and so something's going to happen. Somebody's going to cut you off in line or in traffic or whatever. Somebody's going to say something. Somebody didn't measure their words right. Somebody really is out to do something, whatever it would be. And you know what? You just have to poise yourself. I'm going to live free. I'm going to live free. And here's a practice that I do morning and night during a time of prayer. And sometimes I do it several times during the day if I feel, feel the need to do it. One of, one of the things I do is I say, Lord, I cast every care over onto you. And here's the part that's pertinent for today right here. And then I, I say this as well. And I forgive everyone of everything. I forgive everyone of everything. Why don't you practice saying it with me? I forgive everyone of everything. Now, your mind may hop back on it, except for (laughs) list B. I forgive everyone of everything. And again, I'm not letting them off the hook. I'm moving them off of my hook onto God's hook. Let him deal with them. Let him decide what to do. And don't you chime in right then and tell the Lord, Lord, I'm going to put them over on your hook. And let me give you a suggestion of what I think. <laughs> now just let them go. And maybe know God's been merciful to you. If he decides to be merciful with them, it's fine. It's fine. I can't live my life. You can't live your life worrying about they said, they did, whatever, this happened, blah, 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 blah. Because you will never be free. And you're going to have the wasp things in you forever. And you need to get that out of you and just be free. Grudge-free living. Say it again. I forgive everyone of everything. And you might have to practice that quite a bit to kind of get that rolling. But, but seriously, you can let people go. And can I tell you something I tangibly feel and sense every time I do that? I just feel a little more free. I just feel like, whew, got that off. It's like, got that stinger out. No poison now. And just let that go. Say it again. I forgive everyone of everything. 
So get forgiveness from God. Give forgiveness to others. And then give forgiveness, you ready? To you. Give forgiveness to you. Because sometimes people won't ask God for forgiveness because they think, well, what I've done, he could never forgive. You would be wrong on that. And then sometimes people ask God to forgive them because they're seeking relief from that weight and burden and debt that sin causes. But then they refuse to, re- to forgive themselves. And whenever we refuse to or fail to forgive ourselves, we create some problems. One of the problems is this. We're taking exception with God. We're actually disagreeing with God. And when we do so, we devalue the work that Jesus accomplished on the cross. And we, in essence, are saying, I know you forgive a lot of people. I know you went to the cross and died for me. But mine's different. Mine's different. Mine's really bad, or there's a lot of them. And so we declare, in essence, we say, it's good that you went to the cross, but it, it wasn't enough. And that creates a real problem for us to ever stand in that place. One of the other problems it creates is this. It affects us because now our self-talk, the inside narrative within our own head and heart is this. I am unforgiven and I am unforgivable. And when that tune is going on all the time in the background, when that's the posters played, placed on the walls of the hallway of your thoughts and your soul, that I am unforgiven and I am unforgivable, it affects your self-view. And when it affects your self-view, it's going to affect your decisions. It's going to affect your thought process. It's going to affect your, your behavior. It's going to affect your relationships. It's going to affect your joy. And I'll tell you what else. Secular studies even show that when you don't forgive yourself, it affects your health. In particular, it affects your nervous system. For you to label and call yourself constantly, I'm unforgiven and I'm unforgivable. And yet we still go to church and have a Bible and we say, hey, and we kind of do stuff. But there is something going on underneath that's on the inside. And we have got to get that poison out. And Jesus did his part. He shed his blood and his blood is enough. There's no stain that it cannot remove. He said, come let us reason together. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they be red as crimson, they shall be as wool. The blood of Jesus does that. And for us to somehow think, no, but not for me, it, How dare any of us say, Jesus, what you did was not enough. It's enough and more because when Jesus took on sin, he took on the sin, not just your sin, not just my sin, but the sin of the whole world for all time. You've got to let you go. You've got to forgive yourself. Listen, you know what you did. You know what you did. I thought about it when I was studying the other day to make a list of all your sins and to read them out. Because by category, I could go through and you know you've done this and that. You were part of this and you, but I'm not going to do that because you know what? You know. You already know what you did. And you dwell on it. Here's what you need to do. You need to know what Jesus did for you. And you need to dwell on that. 
I put it to you like this. Some of y'all need a, a moment in the mirror. A moment in the mirror. I know some of you already are used to that. I see you on Facebook. No, I don't. But seriously, you need a moment in the mirror where you just walk into the mirror and look at you and just say, I forgive you. I'm forgiven by God. And then just look right at you and say, I forgive you. Just say, I forgive me. Call your name out and say, Jesus forgave, so I'm forgiven. I'm not going to block that anymore. I know what I did, but I know what Jesus did because of what I did. And look at yourself square in the mirror. Pastor, I need a verse for this. I don't have a verse for this. I'm just saying it will do you good to march right in there and say, you know what? I let you go. You're free to be all that God created you to be. No longer defined as unforgiven and unforgivable, forgiven and free. And you know what? You'll need to get back in the mirror again and again and again. But forgive yourself. Get forgiveness and then give forgiveness to yourself. And then say, I forgive you. I forgive me. 1926, there was a man, and I had to go look this back up to make sure this was accurate and a real story. But there was a man named George Wilson. I thought, hold on, isn't that Dennis the Menace's neighbor? (laughs) But there was actually a a man named George Wilson. He robbed a, a postal carrier, and in the course of that crime, killed the postal carrier. He's convicted of his crime. He's sentenced to death. And I don't know all the circumstances of the story, but in 1926, President Coolidge gave a presidential pardon to this man. And get this, and he rejected the pardon. He wouldn't take the pardon. It created an uproar and a stir, and and the legal system started just working with this, and it went to the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court came back, and here's a statement. Chief Justice Marshall rendered the decision. It simply read, a pardon rejected is no pardon at all. Unless the recipient of the pardon accepts the pardon, then the pardon cannot be applied. And I want you to know that the pardon that Jesus has purchased for us is enough. But you're going to live as if he never forgave you if you don't forgive yourself. There's a freedom that he wants you to have in this lifetime. Jesus has already shed his blood. There's nothing else he has to do. It's a matter of you now recognizing that and accepting what Jesus has done that will bring you back to a place of freedom and relief and joy in your life. There are three things that impact us greatly and deeply. Number one, what's been done to you. You know what's been done to you. I'm thinking about myself. In my life, there are things that happened when I was a little kid. Things that were said 
that hurt or things that weren't said I wish had been said. Things that were done that hurt or things that were never done that I wish had been done. And here I am, I'm 59 years old. It's years, years later. And still that can try to inform insecurities and things within me. Come on. Am I the only person in this place? There's teachers and parents and coaches and friends and enemies and everything else throughout our life. It's the things that have been done to us. Second thing that impacts us is this. We already talked about it a little bit. It's what you've done. And you know about those things, what you've done, and that impacts you. You've got to forgive yourself. And the third thing is this. What was done to you, what you've done, here's the biggie, what Jesus did for you. And what Jesus did for you takes care of what was done to you and what you have done. Get forgiveness from God. Give forgiveness to others. Enter into grudge-free living. Make it a part of your day. God, I forgive everybody, everything. There's some people that show up on the list day after day after day. Lord, I forgive everybody of everything. And then finally, give forgiveness to yourself and receive the freedom, the relief, and the joy that God wants to bring into your life so you can finish your journey well. Amen. Did y'all get anything at all out of this today? Good deal. Good, good, good. Let's do this. Real quick, every head bowed, every eye closed. Please no moving about just these last few moments. Hey, if you're here this morning and you've never opened up your heart and received Jesus into your life, listen, everybody needs a Savior. And the Bible says that Jesus, the Savior of all, stands at the door and he's knocking. He's knocking at the door of your heart. Here's all you have to do is just open that door, welcome him, invite him in. And I want to help you to do that by way of prayer here in just a moment. And as he comes in, he doesn't come in to ruin your fun. He comes in to bring you real peace and purpose and joy. Help in this life and then one day a home in heaven forever. And if you've never received him, today would be the day to do that. And I want to help you to do that by way of prayer here in just a moment. Others of you, you've received the Lord. You have a relationship with the Lord, but you'd have to say this morning, you know what, there's some things I need to get right with the Lord today. And you can use that same prayer to do that. So I'm going to invite everybody right now. Will you just pray this prayer with me, everybody? Father God, I come to you now in Jesus' name. Jesus who loves me gave himself for me. Lord, I love you and I give myself to you. I ask you right now, come into my heart. Come into my life. Be my Savior and be my Lord. And by the blood of Jesus, shed for me, forgive me right now of every sin. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Make me brand new and set me free. And now fill me with your peace, with your joy, with the Holy Spirit, and with the assurance you'll never leave me You'll never forsake me. And I thank you now. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen. Now listen real quick. If you prayed that prayer and you meant it in your heart, it counts. Your sins are forgiven. 
You're, you're in relationship with God. Sometimes people say, I thought it'd be harder than that. And I like my, my reply is this. Jesus did the heavy lifting. He did the work. So you could just accept what he has done. But now as you accept that, you enter into relationship with God. And now you need to grow in that relationship and walk with the Lord. And so we just want to help you with that. If, if you prayed that prayer today and you meant that, and, and you want some more information about you know, your next steps with the Lord, there's a card in the seat back in front of you. Get that. Just fill it out real quick. Drop it off on your way out of the door so there'll be ushers there. Or you can text us. You can text NBC Next Steps at 24587. You can text there and you'll get the information right away. We don't want anything from you. We just want to help you, you know, in your, in your walk with the Lord. And uh, you'll be so glad you did. We want to talk to you about baptism, which is an important step in following the Lord as well. So all of that will be there for you. Well, it's been a good morning. Amen? Amen. I'm looking at some people that are forgiven and people who forgive and who forgive themselves and who are free. Amen? And he who the sun sets free, free indeed. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for coming. You're dismissed. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Meadowbrook Church. We hope you'll stay connected by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at NBC Ocala.